this club means everything to the people. So it's our job to show that it means absolutely everything for us as well. It's a lot about emotion, the intensity, how the supporters live. Well, did you ever hear a better message than you'll never walk alone? It's the most beautiful song in the world. Everybody feels it, everybody loves it, and everybody gets the message. In your darkest moments, you are not alone. I love that. We are Liverpool. And that means we have to entertain the people, and we have to show all the desire, to show all the love for the game. We will all be together soon. There will be a moment for us. For now, tell the world, we are Liverpool, champions of England. When you Hello and welcome back to the ACSE podcast. This is now episode 12, a special episode. Um, well, it's special because Liverpool are Premier League champions. <laughs> I will just introduce my co-host Charles. He does usually introduce these, so I'll just pass over to him now. Hello guys, obviously welcome back to the ACSE podcast. I'm probably the usual voice you hear opening the episodes, but like Anil said, this is a very special episode for Probably for him as well, yeah. being a Liverpool fan all his life and now seeing Liverpool actually crowned Premier League champions. Obviously, not champions for the first time, but under the name of the Premier League, this is the first ever title. And obviously, yeah. as you can see from the background, there's yeah. memorabilia of Liverpool everywhere. But yeah, like we said, this is going to be a very special episode all about Liverpool from the start, really, of going back to 2015, really, when Klopp took, took over, over. Yeah, and of course. what they've now become. So I'll let you, obviously, this episode will be mainly led by Dill because he's a Liverpool fan, so I'll let him kick it off. Yeah, thanks, Charles. Again, like we say, it is. A, I don't usually do the intro, but like we, we kind of thought it'd be a nice touch because it's a, a Liverpool kind of episode. Just talking about the success, and it, the success hasn't just been over the last season, no. like Charles has mentioned as Not well. More so since Jurgen Klopp took over, and it's, it's a lot involved, and it's around him as well. I mean, a lot yeah, of yeah. success has come since he's come in, um, which started back in 2015-16. I think in October 2015, he obviously took over. Um, from Brendan Rodgers, who obviously got sacked, um, and I think we were, we were, I think it was the year before we nearly won the title. Was that yeah, the year of Suarez? Exactly, started, yeah. yeah. And then the following year, <clears throat> sorry, the following year, obviously we had a really bad start um, up until well, a very like I think it went to October, so Brendan Rodgers had a couple of months, didn't quite manage to get anything. the team going, yeah, and, yeah. and obviously we were lucky. I'd say we were quite lucky to get Jurgen Klopp because he was still a big name. With Borussia Dortmund at the time, obviously he won two titles there. Was that not the season where he was really struggling? That was, was yeah, that that, when yeah, they, correct. They were very close to going down. Obviously. Yeah, they were. I think they finished like thirteenth or something. I think they pulled it back, but it's, even yeah. like oh, you see some teams have it where they struggle at the start, like Chelsea when they won it. Then they were like sixteenth. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, they were. Dortmund, I think, were in like March. They were. They were, they were like seventeenth, and I was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, I think they did. Um, as far as I'm aware, it was just he ran down. Uh, he ran run down his contract. Yeah, and then he obviously had a big fair well because obviously he, did, he was the last actual manager to win a title in the German league I think oh, Bayern have won the last eight, eight years eight, now, yeah, yeah and he won back season. to back yeah. I think it was 2011 and 2012 he won the two titles yeah um but yeah like we say this episode will just be reflecting on on the success that's been building and been coming um especially with so many near failures that Liverpool have had yeah and to kind of turn it into success which obviously showed a lot of mentality yeah um we'll just touch on obviously the season we've just had um we, at the moment, 
on 86 points, 31 games gone. Uh, still 21 points to play for, so mathematically could finish on 107 points. That would be the record, wouldn't it? The record right now is 100, which Man City hold. I see. Oh, um, so I can't see any other way you don't really beat Yeah, I think we'll have to. I think if we win like four of the last seven or something like that, yeah. and, and a draw one or two, we'll get that record. An amazing year. Um, obviously, there were key moments in the season as well. I think the record stands at the moment. We've played 31, won 28, drew two, and lost just the one game, which was to Watford. Which there's a smile because the, <laughs> the invincible record, yeah, was obviously what's going on. So, we was out, this was obviously before the whole pandemic side of things. We were out with my girlfriend's, I think it was, it would have been around my girlfriend's uh, party and that. And we were out with Milton Keynes staying up, going oh, okay. for pinks. Oh, really? Okay. And my, me and my mate was about to watch the game and he went, What do you think today? He went, He was going to go, he went like 4 0 up. And I went, Watford will win this game. Yeah. And he went, Nah, you want to chat? And I was like, No, yeah. I, I just had a feeling. Yeah. And, well, I think we're walking to Sainsbury's. He went, they're tuning up. And I was like, I told you. Like, yeah. I had a feeling that you could do it, but if there was a team to do it, I thought it could have been this side. Like, yeah, I yeah, think true. Yeah, of course. It's a hard thing to say. I think I was chatting to my uncle about it. So I think the way you guys played this year, there's not a side that has so much unity yeah. as you watch. They play, Correct. they love each other. Like, even the scenes watching it. Yes, it's ridiculous. When they were celebrating. Considering where we are, the exactly. situation we're in now, it's just still it's to the, the unity side of things. And every player... Worship, we won't say worship, but they get on so well with each other. They, yes. there's, there's, there's that bond. Yeah. Whereas, from my opinion, looking at the way Arsenal is, there's nothing there. Like you've got yeah. the little cliques of players. You've got a couple of little. But you groups. look at the way you guys yeah. are. They're on that pitch and they work and die for each other. And yeah. that's the way winners are made. Yeah, correct. I mean, I, th I think as well, like you say. I mean, apart from potentially maybe the Leicester, Leicester City season when they were the league. Yeah. Where there wasn't like a, a build up to, it, if you like, it was just a, an incredible year they had. And everyone else was kind of dropped back. I'm not taking anything away from Leicester, but they were amazing. But it wasn't like a sustained level of success. No, and then it they came, had that the, was there, there was obviously their story behind it, obviously surviving. Really yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Before, There's that story. Yeah, there was always yeah. that story. Yeah, there, but but you look at it and to me, you guys have deserved it so much. It's obviously watching it ambitious, like you're saying about Klopp being a. But I was gutted we could never get him because I wanted. Yeah, because I think you guys were. <clears throat> I'm not sure if you're fully linked. There was always rumours in some sort of yeah, well, newspapers and stuff, but I don't think you were. It just sounds like Arsenal as a club. Yeah, because you missed out on not just managers, players, players. Exactly. Like we've been linked with Pep Guardiola for so many years when he left. You get used to hearing these names. And obviously, him coming to you, I said he yeah. will turn you into a club. Yeah. And I think I was watching was a podcast I like, his True Geordie podcast. Yes, you, you actually mentioned this to me. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen, give him a watch. He's a brilliant brilliant podcast to watch but he's he saying about it is obviously the gap being bridged obviously you've had world-class managers for a long time mm. even some days obviously like when you had Rafa yes Brendan Rodgers you can't dismay he's no, a exactly. brilliant manager I, even yeah. like uh, Kane Ogleach mm -hmm. took over a while yeah that was Boy, some we won't mention no that one never happened <laughs> no, but he was always I think the problem was you know, like uh, Lawrence touched on it, his co-host was that since probably about the late 90s you've always had that expectation of not being a top club anymore correct I think when Klopp's come in he said, let's not think like that. Yeah, correct. Let's think, let's not bridge that gap. Let's mm -hmm. go above it and let teams taste us. And you've done that. Yeah, now, exactly like. that. And I think more than anything as well, it was backing the manager, yeah. trusting the manager. Initially, obviously, Jurgen Klopp came in and I remember his very first press conference. Me and my dad were actually downstairs in the living room. Yeah, yeah. Sky Sports News on. He was in his all black. Yeah. He had a black suit. He had no tie. He had a black shirt on. Yeah. Almost did you because he doesn't like really wearing suits. He's mentioned it many no. times before. He's a very tracksuit kind of man. Oh, yeah. It's obviously um, and on that interview, I mean, press conference, 
he was saying um, he was you know talking about what he could do and what he could bring to the club as every manager does. But notably, he did say at near the end of it, he said, "I don't want to like put too much pressure onto it, but I'd like to think in four years' time we'd have a title." And that for me, straight when I heard that, I was thinking. Personally, I know eight managers before him have tried yeah, and yeah. failed. Yeah, yeah. But eight managers before him never said we are going to win the title or, no. or openly came about out bridging that gap. Exactly, exactly. Whereas Klopp coming out the door and went, "Look, we're going to do this." Exactly, but he didn't say. Was it five years he managed? Was it five? So basically, because this is his fifth season, it's, so effectively, yeah, it's yeah, into the fifth season, yeah. But like I say, yeah, yeah, the title. But I think he said we'll have one title. Um, maybe he was referring to the Premier League, but he obviously said a title. And then obviously, he it was sustained the success level yeah. period. I mean, in terms of in, even in terms of um, recruitment, we didn't. Apart from obviously the notable signings of Virgil Van Dijk, I think that was in eight, January eighteen. I think it was. It might be seventy. I'm not sure on that. And obviously, Allison, which was another notable signing. Yeah. Apart from them two quite massive signings, Liverpool have not been known to go and get loads of sixty million signings or no. be like how Man City has been. We have done that. In fact, I did. I did see a, an image yesterday. I don't know if you saw it as well. Um, I'll just get it up quickly as well. There would be one moment. It was a picture saying that, here we go. So money spent by title winners. I'll just show you guys on there as well. Because you can see that. Look at the money spent this season of Premier League champions. We spent eight million. 8 million. And if you look at the notables in Man City 60, last year, 60, the year before. Yeah. Also, I think like you're saying, it's, it's, there's so many things we will touch on throughout the episode. So yeah. I think the big thing that's like you're saying there is you never made massive signs. Obviously, no. Van Dyke was a massive one. Correct. But you didn't spend money just for the sake of it. No, you spent no. where it was needed. Correct, yeah. You always said you needed a centre-back because obviously Lovran and Matip. Matip initially, and, and we had, um, well, Skirt was kind of bit. going out. But um, you've always had yeah. centre back. That was your weak spot. Mm -hmm. You targeted Van Dyke at Southampton, who a lot of people didn't really. I would say he was always sort of underrated at Southampton. Yeah, I think a lot of people were saying when the price came out, seventy five million. Yeah. People were, and rightly so. I get it because we bought so many from Southampton previously, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they haven't always worked. Let's be honest. I mean, only like well, Sadio Mane obviously has. Where Juvan Dak has, but apart from that, Ricky Lambert, okay, he was like a, a, a almost like a, a swan song. Swan song, yeah. That's what it was like for him. Yeah. Like Dan Lovren, yeah, he's done okay. He's been here for years now. Um, who else have we had? Adam Lalana, who initially yeah. came in, and was very good. In fact, when he came in in Jurgen Klopp's first season, was the most pivotal player in our squad. He's a very good squad player. Very good, exactly, exactly that. But wasn't the like game changer? No, like, no. Um, and I think Nathaniel Klein we bought from there as well. Yeah, who's obviously now leaving actually, and it, well, he'll be leaving now. He's contract expired. In fact, it is today. today. Yeah. Um, so we've had a. It's been mixed bags. Yeah. yeah. And then when when you have seventy five million, even if people saw him, and I, even when I saw him, I was thinking it's a very different kind of centre back. Yeah. He was a ball player. He was a. He was very athletic, very like you know physically. A presence, yeah, yeah, um, and a lot of people questioned it. Rightly so. I mean, they had the right to question it, but I think it became apparent quite quickly within about a year that seventy-five million price tag went. I didn't hear anyone else lips after that. It was quite. Well, I think the big thing is obviously everyone. Ha do you think he's been as good this year? Um, because I've seen a lot yeah. of people big him up, etc. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's because he had such a good season last, last year. year. Yeah, but. I think he has been a very good rock for you still at the yeah, back. Yeah. But I think Joe Gomez has helped him out a lot this I year. I think Joe I think this year, what I've noticed as well, there's been three, four games, it almost felt like Joe Gomez actually pulled Van Dyke out yeah. of it. And that's yeah. credit to Joe Gomez, who I don't think gets 
even much recognition at all from not just Liverpool fans, England fans. Yeah. I mean, for the future, maybe, I mean, you probably would say he, he probably would be one of our future centre-backs. Yeah. But a lot of people would probably not even question or think about that. But he has been a big part. I he think... has helped out. And that's, and that's that's my side of it from looking at it as an yeah. outsider. Yeah. You look at Van Dijk this year, I don't think he has been as defensively solid as he was. Yeah. As last, last yeah. year. Yeah. But he's been enough, to say, partly with Joe Gomez, obviously mm -hmm. Alisson huge impact on massive, you guys with massive, obviously yeah. I think if we're going back to where this all started the journey properly would have been the Champions League final you lost when we yeah so we lost so obviously last year we obviously won the Champions League final beating Tottenham in the Champions League yeah. final yeah before that we went to the final and lost 3-1 to Real Madrid and I think that's um, where all really the big journey kicked on from that moment that's correct. when you then signed Alisson I believe yeah obviously after the no, no offence to Carriers, an absolute shocking performance. Oh, it was the worst. It was actually almost I, sad to I see think, in the end. Because he, he suffered awful. really badly from that since then. He did. I think he, in fact, that, because that was the end of the season, obviously, yeah. Champions League final. The next season, there was always always a talk coming out saying we're going to back him yeah. initially. And then Danny Ward, you remember Danny Ward? Yeah, yeah. Two? So I think the, the rumours were coming out. I think it was more of a transfer ploy, if you like, yeah. to say, no, 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 we're going to give him a chance. But really, I think Jurgen Klopp and the transfer committee's Just, plan really was, we need a number one. Yeah. If they come out and say it, everyone's going to bump their price up yeah. 20 million on their goal. So that's what Alisson, obviously. But the plan, I think his Allison career. Alisson, yeah, exactly. Alisson came in for... The big debate is who's the better keeper, I think, a lot of people. is Alisson or Edison this year. I think Alisson, what he does is... Well, Alisson missed the first... I think what people forget as well, the first eight Premier League games of the season. Yeah, Adrian. Adrian. Adrian was good, yeah, exactly. Was brilliant, wasn't he? I mean, he obviously he won in the Super Cup final against Chelsea, the penalty shootout. Yeah. Again, who, who would have thought a player who was released by West Ham the year before went on to win? He the went Super to Cup. Betis and was doing a bit of training over pre season, yeah, thinking where's his next move is. Got a call from Liverpool and took it. And took it, and then yeah. now you see him winning, you know, what's Liverpool, yeah. what one so far, and I he'll get a medal because he's played so many. Yeah. And obviously, like that, that progression, obviously, your signings, I think it's underrated how good of an impact you've had with compared to the times. When you had like Ricky Lambert, etc. Balotelli and, and obviously. Well, something like, yeah. now questionable. Your last what, was Salah coming in. The impact Salah's had yeah. on you guys. In fact, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you look at our last few signings, obviously the most notable, recent, sorry, is Takumi Minamino. Yeah. But he's obviously, let's be honest, he's still integrating into the side. I still see you him. You can't as... fault the money though. Eight million for a player like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like the pressure's not there. Yeah. Um, and obviously we've had Andy Robertson, which I think, I mean, we mentioned this not long ago. We were talking about how City went down, didn't they? Yeah. And we went out and bought, we needed a left back. Alberto Moreno went to, I think it was Sevilla. Yeah, it was Sevilla. I think initially, was it? No, it was a permanent deal. Permanent. So yeah. we were always going to maybe go and get a left back. And everyone was thinking there were some bigger names out there, notably of Rafa Guerrero at Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. It was linked. Grimaldo, was he uh, I think, well, I, th I saw he a few rumours. Everyone, yeah. The Grimaldos, I think that Benfica, Benfica isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then it was a Scotsman, Andy Robertson, 8 million, went down with Hull. And everyone was a bit like, even myself, I was thinking, about, mm, okay, well, that's not really showing any ambition. But what we've known over the years is you've got to trust the committee and the the manager saw something in him and not just the manager. I think this the is the main thing, it. and I think sort of linked it into high sport of Arsenal. I think this is the thing you got to do. Is a lot of players expect, or fans expect, you to go out and spend eighty million on every player. You can't. Do no, you that. can't do that. Of course, you can't do you've that. You've got to literally look at the scouting side of things. Is mm. like you're saying, Klopp must have saw something in Robertson that he liked yeah. and knew. With the right coaching, you can turn an average player. Into, into a, a world-class world beater. That's exactly, that's exactly what he is look, now, isn't it? You guys now, you've got the best left-back in the world, yeah. I would say, arguably. Yeah. 
I'm not going to say this because, you know, he might come across bias, so I'd like to hear what Charles thinks. In this Arguably position. up there with... Oh, would you say now. Trent's the best right-back in the world? I would say he is, yes. Okay. I think in different aspects. Yeah, yeah obviously he's got different not styles. But I think overall what he brings to yeah. the game, yeah. there is no one who can do what he does at right-back. Yeah. I think left-back, there's two I'd have that put. It would be Robertson and now Alfonso Davies. Yeah, who's as a left-back. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't Don't get me wrong, he's only yeah. been doing it for a year. Yeah. But what he has done for Bayern Munich... Yeah. It's frightening he's going on, forward. He's, he's, he's frightening. Unreal. And I think, yeah. but saying that, that you would never have put Andy Robertson in that bracket. No, you wouldn't. There's, there's so many. I thought you see so many things going around Twitter. Obviously, going back from his journey, from being released from the Celtic, going to Hearts. I want to say. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Hearts. Yeah. Going from there, journeying up through the Scottish second division, etc., to now becoming a Premier League winner, Champions, Champions League, League winner. winner. Like, yeah. That journey. I think the other thing is Alexander Arnold. Is he twenty? Twenty-one now. He's got a Champions League to his name. Yeah. He's got a Premier League to his yeah, name. Yeah, he's got a UEFA Super Cup. He's got a club world champion. If he stays with you guys, he could become a legend. He could win. Guys. He could have. A, he could, and I'm not. I'm like I said, I don't want to put a pressure on, but he could have at least ten honours. Oh, easily. 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 I think that's. I think that's the thing. Is your squad now, and it's like, where do you take it next? Obviously, yeah. there's many key moments we'll discuss in the sense of where you think, and I'll let you start yeah. kickstart that off. I'll say this season. Yeah, key in moments. fact, yeah, key moments this season. Um, just a quick one as well. This episode might it would be quite a, probably about maybe an hour special potentially. Yeah, we'll just try and round up everything we can because it's been such a successful year. Try not to get emotional because um, <laughs> when we initially won the title, I think I gave you a little. We were speaking on text, weren't we? We actually had a face. In fact, we had an insta live. Yeah, an insta live at half time. Half time so. of the Chelsea Man City game. At that moment, was I think it? Chelsea were one, one up. up. Yeah, one nil up. Yeah, so it was then a bit like. And then Kevin De Bruyne scored an absolutely then. stunning free kick. And then obviously apart, and then City were on top. I mean, Raheem Sterling hit the post, um, but then obviously the controversial moment. Your wife did slap it out. Did you see the moment? Yeah. He literally slapped it out the um, on the off the line, yeah. got rightfully sent off. And then when Willian scored, it, it hit, it hit, it hit me. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I still don't fully think it sunk in as much. I was, and it, it, I did enjoy the Snapchats I got. I woke up to that night. You. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's something that's not been actually mentioned or come out anywhere. I was going mental in my bedroom. Oh. I like maybe Liverpool, I think one of these tops around my head. Around you, yeah, you were loving like. I was going mental, like literally. <laughs> Try not to make too much noise. Mum and Dad are downstairs, you know. Um, but like I say, it's just... Um, but the key moments this season that we'll, we'll always touch on, um, there's about, we'll probably mention four or five games which were almost at turning points. Yeah. We'll start off initially with the... Well, I'll go with the... Um, Man City, Liverpool, well, Liverpool, Man City at Anfield, yeah. which was the first meeting in the league this season. Um, and obviously we play them again on Thursday, the 2nd of July, yeah. which is a big, well, big game in, in the way that they'll give us a pep confirmed there'll be a guard of honour, which is good. Uh, which is, nice which is good. I think nice to see. And I think, I think the rest of the teams this season, I think Arsenal probably will give one as well. I think, do we play you? Because uh, I think most of the teams have said they will. Have we got to play you? Yeah, you do. You play us at the Emirates. Do we have to? <laughs> well, you never know. You you might you you've done well over the season at the Emirates against us. In all fairness, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, Man City Liverpool. That was a moment where last season when we played them and we finished at ninety seven. Was it one one that game? Last season it was. Yeah. No, no, sorry. Last season it was nil nil. And Riyad Mahrez yeah. missed a penalty. Yes, that was yeah, last season. And last year they beat us at their ground. Um, I think they beat us two one. They were two up. Then we scored a goal, and then obviously the John Stones moment off the line. Yeah. So they beat us away and at home we drew with them. But this year, that game at Anfield, which I think was quite early in the season, it might it have been was. October, I'm, I'm not 100% yeah, sure on that. And we beat them 3-1. Yeah. Fabinho scored that long ranger, Mo Salah scored a header, and Sadio Mane, I think, scored a header as well. Um, I think Bernardo got the consolation for City. Yeah. That was a key moment because 
in terms of how close it was last season, City finished on 98 yeah. points, after 97, we just knew that those games between Liverpool and City could decide the title this year. Yeah. And effectively, that was the bragging rights initially for Liverpool. Three, four, like I said, like, like I said, it's the big key moments there. Massive, think, huge. What cost you last season was the results of City. Exactly that. And it was getting totally the game that 3-1 win, yeah. in more than anything, as an outsider point, it, it sort of showed to me you mean business issue. Yeah, and I think you actually went um, for the return game on Thursday. I think you've gone with the Liverpool win again, haven't you? Yeah. You've gone 3-1 in our predictions that are actually on our Insta Live as well, Insta yeah. page actually. Yeah. Um, I actually went for a draw because I think we might be a bit reserved, if you like. But but I do see why, where he's coming from in terms of us winning. But yeah, that was a very key moment. Yeah. Um, Liverpool were absolutely brilliant. I mean, the, we were so rampant. We just felt... I know City were the champions at the time, obviously. Um, we just felt like we wanted it more in that game. I think the also aspect is it's always harder to defend your title. Yeah, that's true. So we'll have you that. Look, we'll have that next at, season. We'll see how that plays out. I think United are they the last team to defend it when they did they win three in a row under Fergie. Well, City, we City obviously won it twice in yes. a row, but three but, in a row. Yeah, it was United. That was like, at least 10, 12 years. Ago, yeah, I think. yeah. It's so hard to defend. Mm. Your title nowadays. I think it's because of the quality of the teams around exactly. you, isn't it? And the everyone's got money. Every team can beat each other now. Yeah, of course they can. It's that's the aspect, and I think, like you said, that's a key moment. I saw that game. I think one that stood out to me would have been the Wolves game. Oh yeah, was that the one at Wolves or at Anfield? Do you remember? Or... Well, yeah, both were tough. But I think the one both at tough, Anfield. Yeah. Anfield, yeah. where we won, I think it was one nil or yeah. two. What one? I think it was one nil. We won. Yeah, and obviously Wolves had a goal that was ruled out, which should never. Have yeah, been it was out. so. It was really. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought the benefit of the doubt should be given to the Wolves attacker, and I think Neto scored, and it was a crazy celebration. And then VAR. I think I, I don't even remember what part of the body it was. But I remember I was watching that game, and I, I don't. Like, this is the whole thing. If you haven't seen the episode, we've done an episode about VAR mm. sort of things. What do you define as clear and obvious? Like, yeah. I'm not being funny. How the hell they define that as clear and obvious? Yeah. I don't know. No, but exactly. that was a turning point. Yeah. You got the result there. Yeah, because that could have been a draw. I mean, Wolves were brilliant. But in fact, that was because we've won another incredible stat every single home game this season in the league. Sixteen wow. out of sixteen. Um, I think if we win two more, it's the most home wins in the season. I think Chelsea, when they won it, I'm not yeah, sure when they won like seventeen or eighteen at home. Yeah. I think they conceded like fifteen in the whole season, which is incredible. But we won every home game, and that game was the toughest game. And I've watched every Liverpool game this season. At home to Wolves, they were so good. They played to us like how we played against everyone else. Yeah. They were on to us. There were two, three attacking one player. We were almost a bit taken aback. Like, oh God, somebody's coming, coming to our us. ground. And Wolves have had an amazing season. And I actually hope they make top four, which they still can. They've obviously won every game since their restart. But they, that was the hardest game. And we obviously we came through it. Yeah. Another moment was Leicester City at home uh, at Anfield. 1-1 yeah. uh, going into the 94th minute. Okay. Um, I think it was Divock Origi. Kasper Schmeichel came out. Origi kind of took around him, and I think it was Choyunchu who, who stepped on his ankle. Yeah. Penalty given, 94th minute. Cool as you like, James Milton no, took it, sent the keeper the wrong way, and we won 2 1. Yeah. Key moments like that where two points would have been dropped, like the Wolves game, two points would have been dropped. Yeah. We came through it. And I think we've got the most goals in the last 15 minutes out of everyone in the season this year. Yes. I've seen um, that. So the mentality of the team. Not just this year, over the years, but mainly this year has just been one way or another. I feel like there's been like a luck moment, like we said, the Wolves game where yeah. it wasn't really offside. They just thought, whatever happens, we need to win and we're going to yeah. win. We're going to find a way, we're going to win. Another moment I'd like to talk about this season that was Aston Villa away. Yeah. We were 1 0 down um, to Villa, but in that game as well, I don't know if you remember the Firmino goal, which was given at armpit or whatever, yeah, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And that again was so, like, I don't even know how they gave that. Yeah. 
And obviously with the frustration of not having a goal given, Aston Villa's goal was actually checked for offside as well, but it was given. They were one and up going into the 87th minute. Was this Mane when he... Mane winner, yes. Yeah. Robertson, so Mane crossed it in. I think it was Mane who crossed it in for the first goal. Robertson at the back post and scored in the 88th minute yeah. to make it 1-1. Some many teams would go, all right, we know what, we've avoided yeah, we'll defeat, just, yeah. we'll take the draw. 93rd minute corner came in, Mane flicked it on and scored the winner. Yeah. Two goals in the last five minutes to win the game and get three points where it looked like... And, and for 87 minutes, Liverpool didn't really look threatening. We looked like a game. We looked like a team that was frustrated because of the decision that went against us. Yeah. But the mentality was there. You do not give up until the oh, last no. kick, the ball is kicked. Moment, I, think. I think an avid person, that would have been Alex Ferguson. You know, yeah, exactly. Fergie, like Fergie time. time, as they say. Exactly. You don't stop. No. And I think that's a key thing you guys have got in. Um, I think another key moment, I think we discussed it a little bit. For, for me, even though it was a loss, was the Watford game. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, actually, I think yeah. the few games before, I think you were very lacklustre. You looked sort of. I was just going to say that because you were saying earlier in the episode, you said about the invincible thing, yeah. but and you said you you said that we're the team that you thought probably could have done it. Yeah, but building up to that game, as but you were even saying, like I say, building up to it, you looked lacklustre. You wasn't on it, and no. that's why I had that feeling that yeah. the loss was coming. Yeah, and as soon as you lost that game, you then hit another gear. Yeah, exactly. I think. In a way, you needed to almost lose. Like a, yeah, almost because it, it was it was about three, four games before that where we just gave through one. Yeah, nil, two, you were getting one. them little yeah, and it was champion victories. But yeah. I think with that loss coming in, it took so much pressure off you guys not yeah. having to think we can go invincible. Yeah, exactly. You then had free reign and you yeah. took the and then game we to started. Yeah, exactly. We did exactly that, and that that you're right. That was a massive key moment because we lost the game. Yeah, and it was almost a negative turned into a positive. Yeah, exactly. Um, another moment I'd talk about, and this is the moment where I actually, deep down, thought we could. Because I know every year, you know, it's famously said about Liverpool fan, it's going to be our year next year. Yeah, yeah. And if you, if anyone sees my Twitter account the last week, every single day, I am remem- <laughs> reminding people. Your name's Champions of England. Every single. <laughs> oh yeah, I've changed my name as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, um, the moment where I thought, you know what, it could probably happen. I was kept it to myself. Didn't really brag about it every day. Yeah. Think I'm going to win the league was when we beat. Manchester United at Anfield yeah. when um, we were one up Virgil van Dijk's got that header in the first half dominated the game absolutely dominated it uh, Martial missed a very key chance Gary Neville the famous you know where you see him in the yeah. uh, in the, um, the commentator's box he went crazy missed it skied it and then Alisson with a long ball and Mo Salah ran through and scored to make it 2-0 and Alisson ran the length of the field didn't he yeah, to yeah. celebrate yeah. I think not just for the fans because actually at the end of that game the people in the cop end the fans in the cop end singing we're going to win the league and that was the first time at Anfield that that was sung up until then obviously yeah. after that we were singing it every game but that was the first moment where I think the fans thought and then the gap was about 14-15 points as well then so it was opening up ever more or more yeah, yeah. exactly and then we obviously won 2-0 Mo Salah scored the second Alisson came forward and that probably felt from a player's perspective especially with Alisson running through if you saw the celebration when Salah scored, the shirt yeah. came off. All the players will celebrate with him. I think for them as well, it was like, yeah, this was the hurdle because the Man U game as well, United, who, you know, the rivalry with United has always been yeah, yeah. forevermore. And to win that game and to open that gap was for me in that moment, and obviously my brother being a Man United fan, obviously all, all of us being Liverpool <laughs> fans, it was a bittersweet. It was very like, it was a, a bragging rights moment as well. Yeah. But it felt to me like, yeah, this is going to be it. We're going we're to win it this year because the gap was bigger than it ever has been. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Jurgen Klopp came out on his interviews. Done many interviews since the title has been won. He came out and said he thought maybe he. It's, it's the managers, you know, they're always coy about certain things. Oh yeah, of course. And he came out and said um, that 
the game against the most recent game before lockdown when we beat, I'm not sure who we beat, I'm, I can't quite remember who we beat now. We beat someone that last weekend and United lost. United beat City. Remember McTominay yeah, scored a long yeah. range? Oh, who did you play? I can't remember who we I beat. I remember I was out watching that game in Oxford watching that. With United City. Yeah. And United won 2 0, weren't yeah. it? Yeah, 2 0. United and looked incredible. They were brilliant. Yeah. Again, they were like pressing. They, they, it, it felt like it was a proper derby, as it should be. Yeah. It was the last game, I believe, with the crowds in the stadium. Yeah. Um, and it was. United wanted it a lot more, and I was they lost, City lost, we won. Gap opened up to I think over twenty points. Yeah, that's when Jurgen Klopp actually said he then thought that was big enough. It's on. That is on exactly. It's on. Maybe before that he probably thought, oh, that, but he said it that they, that was the moment. They got to be quite about it. Um, but yeah, there were the key moments. Obviously, we had the the Aston Villa moment. We had the Manchester United moment. Personally, for me, the Leicester City moment, the the Man City game, the first game, and then as you said, the Wolves probably both games. Yeah, which were the hardest games. Um, but like you said, we've we've we have rode our luck sometimes. I mean, a couple of times where we won just two one or but one nil. But to me, that is a sign of a championship winning side. Exactly. You think exactly. of bring it to Arsenal. Everyone remembers one nil to the Arsenal. Yeah. They're the game. Yeah, exactly. It's almost famous chart now. Yeah. You don't have to go out and win every game six. Eighteen nil. goals. Danny Ings has got now. So I think must be ah. twenty one in all competitions. So you don't have to think. You have to go out and win five six one every game. If your team is so, like, I think I can't remember stats on that defense wins championships or something yeah, like that. Yeah. If you build a world class defence, you look at ours back in the day. Yeah. Of who was it? You had um, Patrick. No, sorry, no, Tony yeah, Adams. Tony Adams. And who was next? Was it Sol Campbell? Sol Campbell's around it. You have. And these are great. If you look at things like that, yeah. you have yeah. defensive window. Obviously, in the middle, Patrick Vieira and that. For you now, emulate. You look at your side. You built the world class defence. Yeah. Allison. We've got a spine, if you like. You've got Allison, Arnold, Arnold well, Gomez, Van Dyke, Robertson. Who would you replace in that back line? Okay. I've, again, this is something I, I would like to touch on as well. I've seen Liverpool being linked with um, Khalidu Koulibaly, and it's been and, and it's been linked. And Man City have been apparently they're quite close. Seventy-two point two million pound fee. Probably agreed with Man City, but I've seen him being linked. He's twenty-nine, um, and he apparently would cost up all, like you said, over seventy million. Definitely goes away from the way we sign players. We never yeah. don't buy players that are that age bracket, and especially not for that price. So I completely rubbished it straight away, and then I thought to myself. That back line, and I'm not. You might come across bias. I wouldn't change a single player in the back four. Absolutely no one. The, even Joe Gomez, the way I see it, he's what he's is he? 23, 24 now. Yeah, twenty three. He is learning from the best defender in the world. I don't know, but before his injury, he was already looking brilliant. Brilliant, and then the injury he kind took of a set step him back. back a yeah, bit, exactly. But now he's like yeah. what I was saying. For me, is that impact? He sort of carried Van Dijk a certain game, mm-hmm. so he's already making that impact. I think, like you're saying there. From an outside point of view, I wouldn't change anyone in your back line. Yeah, yeah. Your midfield, I don't know. I think Did Hens- you know one thing about Gomez, quickly, I was touching there as well? Four months under Brendan Rodgers, he lost as many games as he's in four and a half years with Klopp. <laughs> Unbelievable stat. Yeah. And it is, I read this yesterday. I think some of the other stats, obviously. There's so lost, many. You've lost two games in two years and you've won four trophies. Four trophies. It's ridiculous, yeah. But what you said about midfield... If you look at the midfield, now that's always been... I think Henderson's a very point. underrated player. Yeah, the leader. There's a whole debate I could have about him. I think yeah. always, should he be player of the yeah. year? I don't think he should. Yeah. But you can't underestimate what he brings for Liverpool. He yeah. is that workhorse in your midfield that when you, you don't have him, I think he didn't play in the Watford game, did he? And he lost. No, well, he was injured for a couple yeah. of games and we, and that's we, where you look we lost and then we looked ropey, exactly. Um, Take him out of the midfield, he's the workhorse. I, I think I'd actually like to spend a few minutes with Jordan Henderson. And I think he deserves it because I'm actually getting a bit emotional by it. Because Jordan Henderson's a player that you probably, if anyone goes through my Twitter or anyone even knows me quite well, 
there's been stick by my, myself for him. Oh, massively. Back by in school other days. back in school exactly because he's been at Liverpool for years. I, I think it's been almost eight years now. He's been at yeah. Liverpool. It's been a long time. And I read a story about him yesterday. At 16, he was about to be released by Sunderland's academy. Okay. I mean, when when you know when you're about to t- sign yeah, a contract, yeah, contract, contract Sunderland yeah. weren't going to offer him one. I mean, and, and eventually they did. Yeah. And then the another key moment was then obviously he got his move. He always played well for Sunderland. Got his. £16 million pound move to Liverpool. Yeah. Massive move. Coming as a tiny side boy, you know, proper Sunderland through and through boy, coming to play for Liverpool. Obviously, initially, it was just going to be a Liverpool squad player because Stephen Gerrard was still yeah. the captain and the main man. It was, I'm not sure which deadline day it was. It was a January deadline day. We wanted Clint Dempsey throughout the whole summer. I mean, this whole window. Yeah, yeah. And Brendan Rodgers, very publicly known, he wanted Dempsey at all costs. We didn't really have the funds. We offered to swap Henderson for Dempsey and about seven, eight million. Right. So we were prepared to pay a, a bit of fee and bring in Dempsey, an aging Dempsey for a young Henderson. Yeah. Rogers didn't rate him at all. Henderson turned around and said, no, look, I, I want to fight for my place here. Yeah. You might not rate me right now, but I'm willing to work hard. The deal for Dempsey fell through. We never got Clint Dempsey. I think he eventually went to Tottenham, didn't he? Did he play for Tottenham? Uh, I'm sure he played for Tottenham. Yes. Yeah, well. he, got, he got him moved to Tottenham. Not, I don't think it was in much of a success, but he, that fell through. Jordan Henderson worked his socks off, started becoming a bit more of a, a, a player in our team. Not again, nowhere near like a, a leader or a main yeah. player, but started playing a bit more in the 11, playing next to Steven Gerrard, um, and he was playing a bit more in the midfield, and Coutinho, in fact, Gerrard, Henderson, Coutinho, that was yeah. kind of the midfield. So Gerrard retired, obviously, when he w- retired in 2014, I think it was, or 15. We then had um, the people were thinking, well, well you're, not, you're never going to have Steven Gerrard. Yeah. No one will ever be Steven Gerrard. i just clear that up as well. And then the captaincy, you know, people saying there were some defenders in the, time, in the team at the time. We didn't really think, like, who can you give it to? The captaincy was given to Jordan Henderson. Yeah. And many people were thinking, this is a guy who's not very... Incre- he, and I'll be honest with you, I still don't think Jordan Henderson is brilliant technically as a footballer. He's not the best technical player, but there's no fault in what he can do. In there's him. absolutely no fault in that. Another thing, a bit Jordy, they do uh, a show called The Kickoff. Okay. And on that, they were having the whole debate around Jordan Henderson about should he be, because I think all the pundits that say he should be player of the year. I don't think he should be player of the year mm. if you're going by what an aspect to me. If you're player of the year, it's down to a technical ability and what you've done into the year. I agree. I do but agree. But what Henderson brings to your club, leadership, that side of things, I think we've spoke about before when we the have. whole Joe Gomez and right, Sterling, Sterling England in situation, yeah. He stepped in and to solve that. He didn't have to because he's not England captain, but he'd done it because he's a leader, etc. And people look up to him. And I think everything else he just brings to you, I think he epitomises what Liverpool Football Club is about. I think you you said it there. I've advertised me in his touch too much on that. <laughs> Henderson, I mean, like you were saying as well, with the Sterling Goma situation, Harry Kane was made England captain, wasn't he? Yeah. And notably, you'd think the captain would be and the manager would be the guys to intervene to and yeah, deal with yeah. it. Henderson, to be fair to him, he actually knew Sterling from obviously initially with Liverpool, yeah, yeah. and obviously he played with Gomez. So he almost he probably felt towards himself. He probably thought this is almost my responsibility to now to step in and solve it. And he did. He almost I think he obviously initially got the you know got them two together, yeah. sorted it out, um, and the, you know there was an apology made by mainly by Raheem Sterling. Yeah. He came out and apologized. Gomez kept it very low key and credit to him. He yeah, was oh, yeah. really humble about the situation. I think there was a, a massive scar on his um, yeah. under his eyes. Well, it was quite yeah. a big like a scratch or whatever. Yeah. He kept it very low key. He almost said, in fact he went to the gaffer, Gareth Southgate, and said, "Don't send him home. Don't drop him. 
But Gareth Southgate said, no, I'm going to send him home for this game. Yeah. And he didn't play him for a game or two, did he? It was a game. It was a game, out. one yeah, game yeah, set out, exactly. Which was maybe the right decision. A lot of people said, no, we shouldn't be. But that's a whole other debate. But Henderson, that showed his leadership qualities. If you look at the Liverpool current squad now, you know, you've got, you got some big um, personalities. Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Firmino, they're the personalities. Virgil van Dijk, Alisson. Is Mane that big of a personality, though? Because well, to me, he comes across as a very quiet, down-to-earth yeah. guy. In fact, what I mean by... I think I just kind of correct myself on that. I think by what I mean by that is of the impact of a player. Yeah, yeah, okay. In terms yeah, of yeah, like yeah. a person, personality, off-the-pitch leader, maybe not. No. But I he's a very... He's very... Fact, the story I hear about Mo... Sorry, Sadio Mane is he's always in these local mosques. Yeah, yeah. He's always doing donations to his local mosque. He's always in his um, religious outfits and praying in the mosque, giving donations. Yeah. Praying with like, the imam and the um, imam's like the, the person that leads the prayers in the mosque. Yeah. He's always with that person in the mosque. And he's low-key, keeps himself to himself, very humble. A bit like Mo Salah as well, but he's a bit more out there because he's an Egyptian king. Like they, they worship but him. I've God. never seen a player come up the rise Mo Salah. Oh, it's know, ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's literally, ridiculous. he was like worshipped in Egypt. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, I've obviously been, I was in Egypt last, what, where are we now? We're in, oh, in January. This year, January, I was okay. in, um, in Egypt. Right. Where did I go to? I went to Haggadah. Okay. Yeah, when with my family. Um, and I had a, in fact, this one here. That Mo Salah shirt there. Obviously, you can't see it for the listeners, but the viewers can see that one. I had that shirt on. And I've got a picture I'll show you later on, Charles, as well, on my phone. A few fans, like just more fans, came up to me like, Mo Salah, Mo Salah. To me, look, remember, I look nothing like Mo Salah. Came up to me like, Mo Salah, we're going to take a photo, we're going to take a photo of you. They took a, literally got next to me. And I had my shirt on, like, backwards. They were stood next to me, like, next to each other, and took a photo of me. It's and they were, like, there were, like, three or four of them. Like, oh, let's take a photo, let's take a photo of you. Please come play football with us. Come play football with us. I kid you not, I've got photos of it. I've literally got photos of it. It was so overwhelming. And I was thinking, I sat there thinking, wow, he really is a god here. And then I was thinking, do they think I'm most? Like, I was so, like, you know baffled. This sort of links into the next thing I want to discuss. And I think you guys winning the league, I think it epitomises a lot more, is the fact that, for you guys, Liverpool, I think there's no other club in the Premier League that has such a good fan relationship. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? And it's so personal to a lot of people. I think, that's some truth, I saw a bit. So is there, like, Lawrence is a die-hard Liverpool fan. The last time he saw them win the league was 89. The year he was born was the year you guys whilst won it. So he didn't effectively actually see it. No. it just so in, he's now yeah. seeing it. It's that build-up side of things. And it's so personal. So I think, for me, like I got happy... Seeing you guys win the league for yeah. you, yeah, I, 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 I was, was going to say you, like, you were very. I've yeah. grown up with you all these years watching yeah. you see Liverpool through the hard times, yeah. through the and you've never seen that. Well, don't go. I was very young, but we've never had that expectation. But for you guys, you've always been that big club. So seeing that moment of you being so happy at winning it, yeah, it's so yeah. good to see because yeah. you have that, and I think that is what brings people to Liverpool. I think you have a very good, I think from a neutral point of view. People see Liverpool as this fan-based club. Yeah. For me, I think so you have the best atmosphere. I think. Yeah. I'm credit always, to you. Credit to you. Yeah. I would. I would a lot say that. A lot of you say that. I would love to go to Anfield to watch a game because yeah. that relationship is. Very I think we'll, like, we'll, we'll, we'll make a we'll make a trip. We'll both go yes. and watch a game of and course. just sink in the atmosphere. But that's it. Is that rising? I think there's so much credit has gone on because obviously I was at university for and I've I've heard from Christian. Personally, who was our, um, I think it was, what was he? Was he CEO, chief, chairman? Yes, he's a chief like CFO, I think, is the yeah. See, he, I sat down and had a special guest to listen to him and hearing a lot of the stories about Gillette and Hicks and that side of things and how bad it was. It was, for it was awful. Yeah. It's 
amazing to see the turnaround with the correct management. Ownership, everything. Ownership, yeah. yeah. Backing your manager, how much of an impact you can go on and rise. And I think yeah. seeing it from my point of view, more than anything as an Arsenal fan, it's like, we could be that. Well, you can be that. That's that's the main thing in terms of, obviously we'll just touch on a little bit on Arsenal and maybe Arteta, is that you can be that as long as you start getting the base right. You don't go out there and target. I think you were linked with um, Weghorst at Wolfsburg. You know, the, the striker. Oh, yeah. Is he Dutch, isn't he? Yeah, the Dutch striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were linked with him, in fact, yesterday, 35 million. I'm not sure how credible it was. But yes, 35 million. 35 million for Woot Weghorst. I think that's his right, name. Okay. Um, and apparently that could be something to link with if one of your either Lacau or Alba leave. Yeah. Bamiang. Um, a bit surprised by it because he's a six foot four target man. Target man, sorry. And a little bit surprised by it. But like I say, it might be it's, it's rumours at the moment. But you need to back Arteta. I think this is the main thing, my point of view, we're backing. We've got the squad there. Obviously, since the uh, lockdowns in, we've had probably the worst luck I've ever known to man. We've lost Leno. Yeah. We've lost Martinelli till the end of the season. Yeah, of course now. you have, yeah. Uh, Saka went down injured. I thought that was it. Mari, Mari's out. Mari's out. Mari's out. Season, yeah. Xhaka's now back. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's a hard thing to see. I don't, obviously, we're talking about Liverpool and that sort of things, but there's so much to progression that I see so many similarities yeah. in that what you went through at the back end with Roy Hudson, Brendan yeah. Rodgers. We've got a chance now to make well, it's, it's, it's almost like a, a blueprint that you can yeah. almost follow. Because we didn't have that as Liverpool. We had to make our own blueprint. Yeah. And we had to make it because there wasn't a, a team, for example, like City, yes, but let's be honest, the Arab owners came and they spent yeah. millions. Yeah. But we had to almost make it. And now Arsenal can look at Liverpool, go, look yeah, at the model, look at the way financially we've... Yeah, we've bought players over the years, but we've also sold loads of players. If you look at the net spend, it's hardly anything. Yeah. Absolutely hardly anything. It was Coutinho when... Coutinho effectively funded the Alisson Van Dijk move. Yeah. So really, there wasn't much out of the owner's pocket. So it was maybe 10 million, if that. But for Arsenal, potentially, if you back the manager, but you've got to remember, it's not just the manager. You've got to remember what's up there. You know, because we've got like Michael Edwards, who's Michael Edwards, Mike Gordon and Jürgen Klopp sit on the transfer committee. Yeah. And Jürgen Klopp came out and said it yesterday. He said that those th those three guys get on so well. And he was talking about the initial first days of yeah. the meeting and stuff. And he said since the first day, they had this connection where we want to make this club great again. Yeah. And in your club at the moment, where obviously you've got Arteta, and I'm very sure Arteta is very passionate about Arsenal, especially being an ex-player, yeah. you know, working under a great manager with Pep. You know, he's he even I, I like Arteta, I must admit, I like him as a manager, I even liked him as a player. Nothing not to like about him. However, he has to be backed. He has to have a close relationship with um whoever your whoever runs the transfer, because that's very important, whoever runs the day to day the business. Thing is, a lot of people don't know we I don't like, know. I don't even know who it's changed so much. I know yeah. we brought in Sven Michelat from Dortmund. Okay. We brought him. He was obviously the mastermind who worked very well with Klopp. Yeah, good, yeah. He brought in the likes of Lewandowski, Gertz, yeah. Royce. We made a big thing. We brought him in. He left after a year because he didn't get the back of the one and he didn't get on. Well, that's isn't that that doesn't that tell you that there's a problem? To, he's gone back to Germany. I don't know who he's gone to. Okay. But we've changed so much, and obviously I know Adu is yes. obviously expert. He's now. I don't even. I, I think, think he's a director. director. He's a director. Yeah, he's a director. I know he's done, and he worked very closely to get the Martinelli deal done, and okay. the uh, Pablo Mari deal. Okay. So I know he's got a lot of impact there, and I think that hopefully this is the way it's going forward. Is that him and Arteta are meant to have quite a good relationship? Okay. So if that sort of bond can be formed there, I think there's a lot of progress. But yeah. I know it all stems down to obviously like this the ownership, which is Stan Kroenke, and yeah, I don't want to get too much. Yeah, I could talk for. Hours. hours about him yeah uh, but yeah. i know josh is involved a lot now yeah which is his son and i think 
But he seems a bit more invested, doesn't he? He does, because Josh has grew up in England. He knows how big football, or as they call it, we have American soccer, yeah. is here, and how much the fans mean, and obviously I think... And you've got a big fan base, and you're a massive club. Got I'd say the big three clubs in England, by history as well, it's United, Liverpool, Arsenal. It always has been. In terms of titles, in terms of trophies, oh, in terms yeah. of fans, they're the big three. But we've got the most toxic fan base now. Well, now you do. And I've been this is the worry, as much as I love our town, yeah. I want to succeed, I am frightened to see the fact that if this... I don't want it to come a situation where he has another bit... Then the banners start coming back out. And then you get the Arteta out. You need to back him. I'm telling you now, this is going to take four or five years. Evidently. Evidently. As you can see by us. Even longer for us. Before, I think the fans have got to realise we're a mid-table club now. Yeah. I think the sooner you accept that, the the better it will be for you. Because I think one of you guys had to go through that. Of course we did. Yeah, I mean, initially, from Jürgen Klopp came in in October, uh, back to Liverpool, sorry. Yes, Jürgen Klopp was assigned Liverpool manager uh, October 2015. Yeah. That first year, obviously Jurgen started. I mean, sorry, Brendan Rodgers started the season off quite badly and lost his job. We finished eighth. Yeah. Liverpool's lowest ever finish ever in the season was ninth. So effectively, so, straight, yeah, so effectively straight away, people are thinking, oh, Jurgen Klopp come in. He's only finished eighth. It's not done great. Yeah, special, but yeah. they trusted him. The next year in the summer, they gave him a little bit of money and they obviously invested. We made fourth. Exactly. We made top four straight away. The year after that, we made top four again. I think we finished on 75 points and then 76 points. Yeah. The year after, again, that was fourth as well. I think that was the year Man City actually hit 100 points. Yeah. Um, the year after that, which was always last season, we were on 97 points. So it's been progress every single season. Yeah. And 97 points would have won the title every, every single year in every single league, <laughs> in every single world. Like every se- every league in the world. Apart from... Apart from the Premier League where Man City won, finished on 98 points. Yeah. And then also this year we look very likely, unless obviously unless we take the eye off the ball, to take to overtake ninety seven points, which we did last year. So what that shows to me is obviously trust in the manager, yeah. backing, financially backing, and I think ultimately I think Jurgen Klopp he says it as well. He has a last say on transfers. Oh yeah, um, and, I, and I think that, and it should be a board and a committee should always draft up players and they should all kind of have their input. Yeah. But the manager, the last person goes, I'm not sure. That should be it. It should be not happening. Yeah, yeah. But if he goes, yeah, go on then. Go and get him then. Because that's, that's backing him. You're trusting him. He leads the team. He's yeah. the day in, day out, training, you know, match day, you know, in the hour before kickoff, the big talk. He's yeah. the one doing that. So you've got to back him. And Liverpool, there's not been any proof to suggest otherwise. No. And for me, what it showed is over the last four years, the mentality of the team. I was in his first year as manager, even though we finished eighth, yeah. he did take us to the... It was, I think, Carling Cup final back then. I think that yes. was Carabao. We lost to Man City. I think it was on penalties. Penalty shootout, yeah. we lost to them. And that year, we also went to the uh, Europa League final. Um, I that. was the year where we had that massive game with Dortmund as well. Do you remember? Yes, I remember that game. We were 3-1 down. Lovren scored the winner. Lovren scored the winner, yeah. yes. We also beat United in the round before. Yeah. So, it was a great run. It was a hard game. It was almost like a Champions League run. Yeah. Lost to Sevilla in the final. We started to score early and we lost 3-1. We were poor in the second half. So that, that already we lost two finals in that year. But the people are thinking, right, Jürgen Klopp's first season, he's taken us to two finals. Yeah. The following year, we didn't obviously take go any, any finals or anything, but we finished fourth. So we made Champions League, which was the main objective. The goal, yeah. Again, the year after, which was, um, yeah, again, top four again, steady progress. Um, I think Van Dijk was coming in initially as well. The, yeah. players, the squad was building yeah. and the trust was given to Jürgen. Last year, obviously, oh yeah, and obviously that year we... We went to the Champions League final and obviously Loris Carrier had his moment where well, the whole game where he just dropped the ball. That, yeah. It was such calamity of errors and Real Madrid won 3-1. And that was a Champions League final which yeah. we haven't been for 
well, for about 12 years, the last time was Milan. Yeah. And in 07, which we lost that as well. But when, and that again, that was the third final in Jürgen Klopp's couple of years in, and, and he lost them all. Yeah. Lost them all. So the mentality, of people, and then people started to question and say, is he a, a specialist in failure? Like, Arsenal's been labelled by Mourinho, yeah, famously. Specialist in failure. Or can Jürgen, is Jürgen just a well, man that... Mourinho now? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, he's at Tottenham and he's obviously... I'm not sure if he's the right fit, but that's in a whole other episode, isn't it, really? A specialist in failure. <laughs> but yeah, like we said, in terms of um, Jürgen Klopp, is that he obviously lost those finals, but he then came back the next year, last year, the game with Barcelona was the most incredible game when we obviously won 4 0. Yeah. You know, corner taken quickly, you know, it's famous as it is. And we won, we obviously beat Spurs, were there for the occasion, really. They weren't, I mean, they had their moments. Alisson was brilliant. And, oh, what, yeah. and it just showed the year before, keeper lost us the final. Yeah. The year after, the he keeper won, won us the final. Yeah. A world class keeper. We won 2 0, won the Champions League. But still, the year we won that Champions League, heartbreak. And, and let's be honest, as Liverpool fans, the one we've always wanted is the Premier League. Yeah. And even we won, even we won the Champions League. And we saw the parade. I'm sure we all saw the scene. It was unbelievable. It was emotional. It was incredible. But you always. Won but it. we was thinking, yes, we won this. Yes, we got six European titles, but we haven't won the league yet. Jurgen Klopp came back the next year, especially after we finished on 97 points. We came back, and we have literally, and I think you'd say as well, we've blown away the league. Yeah. The mentality of the team, and, and I was watching, it and I got very emotional actually when Jurgen Klopp done the Sky interview. Straight after we won the league, I yeah. think we all saw it, and he literally was saying it, it was just like, "Sorry, I, I can't do this," and he, just, and he went. Yeah. He said, "Sorry, guys, take care, bye." And he said he's never been that emotional because he he gets it. A, a German manager who, you know, when he like, I think obviously him being Dortmund manager for so long is he understands. The, I think that everyone knows it. Dortmund and you have a, such a it's a weird, it's a, it's a really connection. weird like love uh, story almost, isn't it? Everyone knows Klopp. I think he's. People doesn't give him the recognition he deserves. But yeah. Klopp, on a personal level, you can relate to him. Yeah, of course you can. He's such a down-to-earth person. He's the perfect man for you guys. And I think he's fitted and took you guys to that next level like we've had so, for so long now. Yeah, exactly that. I know you're spotting the same. I think a lot of it, and I, I do keep mentioning Jürgen Klopp, because I do think the success has predominantly come oh, from yes. that man. 100%. You know, if Alisson came out and spoke about yesterday... Every single player speaks so highly of him, and they say they always almost say him as a dad figure, a father figure. And we similar with Sir Alex Ferguson, a lot of Man United players, but I think it's in thing. a different way, but in a different way, yeah. He's in a way, I think like, like a lot of people feared Fergie, yes, yeah. In fact, yeah, there you go, that's spot on. Yeah. Whereas I think with Klopp, you have this unconditional love with him, yeah, but you also know the boundary that that if, if you're you not bad, him, he's gonna have a go at you, yeah, exactly. Gonna, yeah, Go into but five times out, I mean, nine times out of ten, he'll put his arm around you. Well, exactly. might, I'm not done, but it's different. But any work for Man U, so it's different. I'm you not got That's what I'm saying. It's a different relationship. I think everyone knows the relationship Ronaldo has with Ferguson. Yeah, exactly. He calls him like his second dad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He, you have that bond. And there were moments where Ronaldo was, I'm sure that I remember when he wasn't happy or whatever. But Ferguson, yeah. it was like a, not love hate, but there was moments where he had to reel him in. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, like bring him. I tell you, couple coming up, <laughs> but yeah, like we were saying, in terms of Klopp, is that nine times out of ten he will put your, his arm around you. Yeah, yeah. Him being an actual physical presence helps in itself because yeah. he's quite he's like six foot three for himself. He's massive. I think he's almost like Van Dyke's height. Well, I think the main thing I think also thing is he brought a lot of people is the heavy metal German football. Yeah. To you guys again, initially people were saying would that work here. Even like oh, Pep's yeah. football as well, everyone's saying, sorry, mate, your oh, tiki taka won't work. Is it a Geo Press in its uh, Yeah, Gigan Press, Gegan Press, or Gigan Press, something like that. 
Um, and it was literally, if you look at even the game with Crystal Palace, where we won 4-0, most recent game, no fans, we were 4-0 up, 86 minutes. Yeah. There was a Crystal Palace player on the byline. Three players were surrounding him. And yeah. we're four up. We, we know we've won the league. Everything's done. Yeah. It, no, that no, absolutely... That's die-hard attitude. Is there. That is the it's attitude. The that is the club now. And that is what makes me confident and makes me um, be, well, still have hope that Jurgen Klopp can still take us further. A lot of people obviously say, and rightly so, that can you defend your title? And it's obviously hard. Defending a title is, is a whole different story ball to, game. yeah, ball game to going to win one. But what Jurgen Klopp came out and said as well, he said, I will, my, from my personal perspective, I will make sure these boys do not fall off. Obviously, it's going to be tough because it's going to be hard to, because they're champions. They've won the everything they've won. The problem you've got to understand now is you're the top target, you're top dogs now. Yeah, everyone, we are the team. Everyone, and everyone wants to beat you. Of course they do. And this yeah. is the next step. And I think, so I've got a few questions that I'll spring on you that I'm going to ask you this thing. So okay. do you think yeah. you can retain the target? Oh team? God, um, I think we win the league next season. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think we win the league next season. I think again. I'll, well, I'll just I'll let you. I'll, I'll come yeah, back yeah. to you finishing your questions as well. I didn't even know you were sprung this up on me. I just, actually, I just, God, I just, just, thought of them. he I just thought told of them. me these now. <laughs> Bloody yeah, we need a panel. But yeah, um, it won't be twenty points. It will be City and I say United would push next season. I think it's going to um, be very interesting, man. I think you're going to have four good sides. Chelsea as Chelsea well. Chelsea, yeah, the... yeah. So I think we. I think we'll win it. I'm excited for next I, season. I can't wait for I it. I really am. But I think we'll be a lot closer. That's what, I'm, but that's what makes me excited. Mm-hmm. Because I know we're not going to be anywhere near this composite. But I want to see a league where it comes down to the final day. And there can yeah, be like three that, teams. Yeah, winning. yeah. That'd be that would be so good to see. I think. So would you change any other players to your squad? I know we touched on the do you mean? What do you mean by that? So Sign- would you make any signings? Would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would. I'd bring in. So obviously with the whole pandemic. And it's obviously put a lot of clubs in financial strain. Mm-hmm. Um, the clubs with the most um, of the global like, support. And obviously they've got, like Manchester United have said, they've come out and said, they might, they're quite strong. Man City are probably going to be quite strong. Well, even Pep said they're not going to spend a lot. No. Might be a, a ploy, if you like. Chelsea are just doing what they want. Chelsea are doing whatever they want to do with... But then again, Eden Hazard was sold and they didn't replace him with other ban. So the money was sure, a, bit, money uh, deserves, a little bit, but even a promise. Three hundred million, I think. Ridiculous amount of money, but like we say, we we are playing it. We've seen how the market plays out. What I would do is bring in a backup left back, because when Robbo misses, doesn't play. I mean, a right back. I think we've got Nico Williams or even Milner can play there sometimes. Yeah. But left back, I would like a backup left back. Doesn't have to be. I, I quite like Jamal Lewis at uh, not Norwich. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, not a not a player that you probably would have thought I would have mentioned. Norwich look destined for relegation. Yeah, can't see him being more than about twenty million at tops. Yeah, um, so I'd I'd, see, I'd like a backup left back and I'd like a backup winger because when the front three, meant to be going yeah, because it, exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. That exactly because if he goes, I'd like to have a, a backup come in, come in. Obviously, Timo Werner was potentially one of them, but obviously going to Chelsea. But I'd like a backup, a quite a decent one. I haven't quite thinking to myself now of who really, but someone that can play if, if one of them get injured. So I'd probably do that. Um, but next summer, I would like to bring in a big name player Replace who can really the, push the for the front three. Yeah, exactly. Either Salah or whoever it might be. Okay, yeah. push. One final question. Go for it. If you had to lose one of them, the front three, who would you lose? <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> this is so tough because all right, I'll just sum it up as well. I wouldn't lose Bobby Firmino. I think he's the key one. Out of he the is the the, the actual system. He is what makes our team 
click when he yeah. doesn't play Mane and Salah and got, haven't got a clue almost like how no. to play he drops in plays those balls across they're gone they're almost like two strikers coming in if you yeah. like um, with their pace as well so no chance it'll be him um, alright I'm I'm, I'm going to be dead serious now I'd lose Sadio Mane really? yes See, that's I, the one I wouldn't so you're surprised by that and I'll tell you why I say that I have this thing and even like from a personal perspective as well, I had this love for Mo Salah. Yeah, yeah. But I must admit, by the way, out of the front three, he's the one I think will be the one that goes. Yeah, or so. Klopp even thinks reluctantly lets him go out of the front three. But from my perspective... You'd let Mane I, I would let Mane go. But I think, he's, like you said, he's been, for me, he's player of the season. I think we've mentioned it on our... I think it'll be either him or De Bruyne will be my player. Of the yeah, that's what... De yeah, Bruyne has been... Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. He's proven he is, I think... He's the best midfielder in the world. I think he's, he's probably the best player in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, I think he is, yeah. I'd say, overall he's player, he's the best player. Different level. I'd, I'd say... Did you see Steve Bruce's thing the other day? Oh, did, did I send it to you? Did I send it to you? Yeah, yeah. yeah where he's like, he's not going, he's, stay, he's, he's staying, staying here. here. He's not going anywhere, he's staying here. Yeah, trying to contract here, there you go. I'm not saying, but I like that, but that's personality that... Exactly. He, Bruce wasn't even scared to do that, because sometimes you get yourself in trouble, like, or tapping yeah, yeah. up. But let's be honest. But then again... Newcastle <laughs> with a takeover. Billionaires now. Potentially, <laughs> Bruce has played it coy there, isn't he? Being clever, but yeah, um, like I said, I would lose Sadio Mane because um, they're both all they're all twenty eight now, yeah. uh, which is brilliant eight in terms of peak age. But even though he's been phenomenal, and a lot of people would agree with me, I'd like to hear all your opinions actually. So when whoever watches this as well, and I please do watch it, please DM me and tell me of, of who you think or do you disagree or if you agree. And a lot of people have not said Sadio Mane. But like I say, Mo Salah's goal in, um, involvement, assist and goal scored yeah. are ridiculous. In fact, I compared it. If you see the first 100... There you see, Bruce. First 101 games at Manchester United for Cristiano Ronaldo and Mo Salah, he's got, I think, about six goals more than him and about 10 more assists than him. So, and like I say, again, in the game, in the, in, the, in the moment, you almost think, like, he's not that important, but he's no. so vital for us. So I would... Reluctantly, I would potentially let Sadio Mane go. I'd love to keep them all. I yeah. wouldn't, like I said, right now. Someone said it to me. I think Tom, at the you know TJ yeah, the yeah. coach on, on Insta, he said, um, "Who would you lose at the front?" And I might have even said Mo Salah. Then I said I would have Jadon Sancho as a replacement. But even then, I said to him, "Right now, he even asked me, would you sell one of them right now?" I said, "No, this you season I wouldn't. To. I won't do it." But reluctantly, if it happened, it would be Mane that I reluctantly I let go. But I see Mo Salah being the one that goes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we're very close to that, Mark. So I'll let you have your final remarks if you have. Yeah, any. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll let you close it up, but course, just want to yeah. say quickly as well. Um, yeah. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless. Like it's been thirty years. I'm twenty three. I've never seen my team win the title. My dad was twenty three when Liverpool last won the title. The same age as Klopp when Liverpool last won the title. So both were twenty three. Dad's 53 now, um, and to, he didn't, growing up as well, he didn't think he'd wait 30 years to see his team. Because he's, what, at 23, he's still Liverpool in the title about 12, 13, about 10, 12 times already yeah. in, in 23 years. So he did not think it'd be 30 years. And this is the one which we've been wanting for so long, well, for all our life, even school days. But I think we even, we spoke about this all the time, about winning the title and all this. And in school days, Man United were the team. City were coming yeah. up. Chelsea were there. City, well, you know, City uh, Chelsea won it a few times. Chelsea won a few times, but United were like the big boys, oh, yeah, weren't the big they? Boys, yeah, and yeah. Ferguson, still, Ferguson was still there, and United, and not a jealousy kind of thing. It was just like an acceptance that they're great. 
which United fans probably need to accept as well. But right now, I've not seen anyone more bitter than them. Like the reaction as well. It's, it's, been... it's a rivalry thing. I think, but I, I understand. I think it'd be very the same as Spurs started winning. Though. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things. I think. Yeah, but like I said, from my personal opinion as well, like I said, it's the it's the best thing. I'll be honest with you. When we win, when we actually get the title given to us and lifted, I think it's been pushed back now because Chelsea have made the FA Cup semi final. So it's been pushed back maybe to a midweek game against yeah. Chelsea and Anfield, where we'll obviously finally get given the title. Um, that'll be emotional. But from me here today, like I say, I'll be honest with you, I could have gone on for a lot more. Oh, there's a talk lot about more. every single individual <laughs> player and go on about their season they've had. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I'm glad, and I just want to say thank you to Charles as well for giving, we actually spoke about this briefly and said, could we do a special? It's very relevant right now as well. And I wanted to fit this in and I thought, what better than to do a special of just me and you um, and just talk about the success that we've had Um yeah, I'll let, I'm getting a bit of a I'll, <laughs> I'll let you go. Well, look, like we're saying, it's a special. I said we'd always do this, and it's it's an honour to sort of be able to do this. We've, we've always spoke about this growing up at school, etc. I think more than anything, it's, we're saying is we're 12 episodes in now for this podcast, and it, it's just come a long way, isn't it? It's growing that, up. That's, and that's three months of It's podcast, growing up. Like I said, we started this in the lockdown, so it's growing up. Thank you all so much for the support you guys have oh, been showing ridiculous. us. We've literally hit 500 followers. Oh, I think well over 500 now. I think about yeah. 550 now. 550, yeah. That means. I can't say much, the world to us, that yeah. our little idea we've had here is expanding. We've got people from America that are following us. And we was, I think it's something like we were doing an Instagram live the other day. People we've never even spoke to before saying, look, here they are. I think we had a, an Insta live, yeah. didn't we? I think we'll, we'll, we'll go on a little bit, just a bit longer as well. We had an Insta live in the, on the Chelsea game, I think yeah. it was. And someone commented saying, the boys are back, or the boys are here. For us, that is. The two boys. Yeah. The two boys. Yes. So it's like, we're known already. And I'm not and saying, it just makes us feel... It's the humbling feeling. Humbling feeling. And yeah, that's absolutely. what I'm saying. I just want to say, thank you all for your support. Ridiculous. And if you guys ever want to hear any episodes, any ideas, please just follow us on Instagram, shout us out, Twitter, yeah. Facebook. We're on all of them. We're always open to suggestions, any collabs. Drop us information. We're happy to do specials. We've, got, I think we've, we've done a couple already. Obviously, yeah. we've done the Don's Action, which is out last week. Yeah. Um, we also had the one with Eddie Hughes and Tom on. So yeah. we've had three guest specials already. We're but we're willing to have, not willing to, we want to have. And we've got a lot of ideas. A lot more. And we, we do. So many ideas. Yeah. And so I think we, me and fair. Charles, and I'm a credit to him as well, actually. He's the one that initially came up to me and thought to me, to me came up to me and said to me one day, um, and I think we've even spoke about this, said like, what would you think about doing this? Yeah. And I initially, I was not even initially, straight away, I think I told you straight away I'd love to do it. And it, there wasn't even a, I'll get back to you, was yeah, it? It yeah, was straight, straight away, away like, yeah, 100%, yeah. Let's, let's do it. And and that just obviously reunited a, a friendship that we've had oh, for many, many years. Yes. And it, it for more than anything, it was that. And then this is just something that we love so much. Yeah. And now to get people that love it so much. And that's the main thing, is it's ridiculous. Football is one of them things that has so many opinions, but everyone comes together. Yeah. And that's one thing we want to try and do. Yeah. Um, I know we're going on, but I was just touching, I think, next week's episode, obviously this month, uh, as when this comes out, it's June the 30th, so it's the last day, but this month was Pride Month. Yes. It's its own special. It's, I know a few people in my friends who are gay, and that yeah. sort of thing. So it means a lot to me. And that's, I think next week, we want to sort of touch on it a little bit. Troy Deeney come out and said it as well, is... Why within football there's a stigma that there is no gay footballers? And what? Because in rugby, I think we were... We'll, 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 we'll do, touch it, we'll that do an be, episode. We'll that will be yeah. maybe next week's episode, which we're yeah. talking about it. So please look out for that. It'll be a very special episode to look out for as well. Uh, and one other idea we've got, maybe we've got a few more. But coming up, a lot more to come. Absolutely. So much more to come. Yeah. But for this week, thank you very much. Thank and you. we'll see you guys next week.